I'm not going to buy TNA 2. No, I'm not going to spend 50% more than this game cost originally. No, I don't see $3,000 in value in what they're adding to this game. No, I'm not going to fall victim to the FOMO anymore, the manufactured scarcity anymore, the giving people only a couple of days to make up their mind. No, I'm not going to give Spooky a non-refundable deposit anymore. No, I'm not going to just go in without thinking about this anymore. At what point, as a pinball community, do we see through all of the spin, but there's one real reason why I would not go in on this game. And there's one real reason why I think us as a community should look at this move and realize like what they're doing. No, I will not support a company that screws over its dealers and distributors who help them get to this point. No, I will not support a company that screws over its distributors who are left holding the bag on games like Halloween and Ultraman. No, I won't do it. I'm not going to be fooled again. And maybe this company is ironically titled Spooky, but it's getting pretty scary in the state of pinball. And no, I'm not going to be cajoled by Spooky Luke, who's in the thread jumping around from comment to comment, trying to just convince us all that just because you have transparency, this is a move that we should embrace, that this is a move we should feel lucky about, that we should feel honored in 2022 to pay the scalper or flipper price of a game. Let me break it down real simple because I don't think people quite get this. There's a reason why TNA, which was $6,000, is now selling for eight or $9,000 in 2022. It's because A, we went through COVID and prices got really silly and stupid because of supply chain issues, but it's also because Spooky barely made maybe 500 of these games and that was it. So there weren't many out there. Now you're going to add 50% more of these games into the marketplace. You're going to charge 50% more for them. And this is the new trend in pinball in 2022. If you go in on this game at $9,000, I'll tell you what, the price can only go in one direction and that's down and you're going to lose money. But by the time you can actually see where the market is on this game, and I don't care if you like this game or not. I don't care if you love this game. But the bottom line is this, people. These pinball companies now, they want to lock you in before you have any chance whatsoever to know if it's a good buy or not. That's why they're only giving you like two days to make up your mind. They're not giving you any time to see the game in person. See, here's the problem with TNA being a $9,000 game. First and foremost, it's not a $9,000 game, everybody. Like, wake up. Like, open up your eyes and look at what's in this game. It's a very simple game. It was always a very simple game. I get there's a lot of lights in it. I get they had to take Scott Denise's homebrew game and turn it into a production machine. And they did that. And they were successful in that. And this is one of the most successful spooky games. And I would argue... The only successful game to come out of Spooky Pinball has been games that Scott Denisi has made. But this is not a very complex game. It's not. So don't believe that. Now, if it's expensive to buy lights, I get it. And maybe the margins weren't the best on TNA 1, so now they're doing this. But look at this game, everybody. If this is now a $9,000 game in pinball, doesn't pinball all of a sudden not become that much fun? 
Like we're not supporting the small little company anymore. We're not rooting for the guy who built this game in his basement that George Gomez wanted to buy from him. This is no longer that. This is in one day, Spooky Pinball will guarantee in sales over $2.25 million, okay? This is not the small little garage operation anymore. These aren't the little guys anymore. This company is making a lot of money, a lot of money making these games. And I get it. I'm not rooting for Spooky to fail, but this is no longer the tiny little mom and pop shop anymore. There's millions and millions of dollars that are coming through the doors of these companies. And it's not just Spooky. There's a lot of money to be made in pinball. I mean, Jack Guanari just went on and said that we made $30 million in one day selling a game that is losing everybody thousands of dollars. Does this make any sense? You know, when a new pinball machine gets offered for sale or a rerun gets offered for sale like this, it is like the IPO on that game. Like you can get in first, like you could buy it because you're a spooky fan club member and only fan club members can buy this game. Everybody rush through the door this Thursday morning and you get a chance to give us $2,000. You get a chance to buy a rerun of a game in which we've already spent all of the R&D costs on how to make it. See, this is the part I don't get. If TNA was originally $6,000, that means Spooky spent all of the R&D required on how to turn Scott's game into a production game. That cost has already been done. So shouldn't it be ostensibly a little bit cheaper to make it this time around? Now, I get that they're adding stuff to the game, but they're not adding $3,000 in value to the game. What they are adding is a much greater margin and profit to their bottom line. And the ultimate margin they're adding and the way they're adding this margin is they are screwing over every single dealer and distributor who helped Spooky Pinball get to this point. And you know who they are and you know their names. And a move like this, and I want to really stay on this topic because I think this shows a little bit what's really in the hearts of them right now. Here is the truth. They did not give their dealers and distributors a heads up that they were doing this. They have not allocated games to their dealers and distributors. This is a direct sale for everybody who's a spooky fan club member. There is just a huge issue with that. Here's why I think it's such a scary move that they're doing this with their distributors. Because A, their distributors were just left holding the bag on Halloween and Ultraman. I have distributors out there who have people who are walking away from their Halloween and their Ultramans. And yes, I get you could say, look, it was all of those customers' faults for going in on those games without knowing they really, really wanted it. But we also got burned a little bit by Spooky. They made a game that wasn't really complete. They made a game that really wasn't worth the money. And the market showed that, right? The marketplace basically showed that. It wasn't a customer's fault on why the games tanked in value. It was still Spooky's fault because they made a game that wasn't worth 9,000 or 8,000 or 10,000, the butter cabinet. And so people walked away. And you know what's been happening? Dealers and distributors have been sending money from customers on their customers' behalf to Spooky Pinball. And Spooky Pinball is cashing tens of thousands of dollars on games they don't even have to make. They are making money for nothing. So people who are walking away from their Halloween and Ultramans, that money is still in Spooky's bank account. And then Spooky is selling that game again to a new buyer and they're not discounting it. So they are basically making money for nothing. 
off of the FOMO they created, off of the FOMO we all fall victim to. And look, it's smart. It's a smart business practice what they're doing. Look, they know what they're doing. Like it's absolutely smart to lock in people's money before they know what the market value is on the game. The other smart thing they're doing is this. Look at the timing of this email. It went out last night at 5.55 or something p.m. On a Monday night, they put this email out. They did not let any of their dealers or distros know they were doing this. I would argue that's a pretty sleazy move, not to even let your biggest distros know. And the salespeople out there who have helped build your company, you didn't even give them a heads up. Think about that for a minute, people, what kind of move that is. Okay, so you put it out on a Monday night. And let's look at the announcement that they put out last night from Spooky Pinball. Spooky Pinball LLC at 545. Greetings, fan club members. The wait is finally over. Spooky Pinball is very proud to announce that TNA 2.0 is here. Why is it here? Because our amazing customers, you, asked for it. Ask and you shall receive. Okay, so first of all, Spooky, nobody asked for this game to be 50% more money, okay? So people thought if you were going to rerun TNA, if you were going to charge more money, you might actually put it in a newer cabinet, or you might actually change the artwork, or you might actually do something really, really unique. You know what they're going to do? You know what they're going to do? And this is like the cheapest thing to do, is they're going to have Scott do like another mode or two in the game, and that's what they're going to say, justify the cost. You know, this is pinball 2022 people, like nothing really physically expensive gets put into games. They're just going to rely on the software to charge you all the money. So sales open. Get ready for it. Here's the FOMO. At September 1st, this Thursday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, that is when if you are a fan club member, you can pay for the privilege to buy this game and get through the door first. And then they tell you how to order it through the fan club account. Here's what the kit includes. Does this sound like $3,000 to you? A nuclear green plastic protectors, knocker, shaker, custom laser cut side rails, custom metallic powder coat, interior graphics, speaker kit and grills, and light it drop targets. Does that sound like $3,000? And just putting the word custom, like all of this stuff has already been R&D'd. All of this stuff has already been made for this game. All right, how many will they make? Here's the, my favorite part about this whole thing. This is the one section of this sale that would make me pause. It should make you pause because this is the problem, people. This is the thing. If you're going to charge $9,000, and you're gonna charge me 50% more than this game was originally, then at least make it limited. At least let me know this is the final run and that's the reason why I would buy this game. And they said, how many are gonna be made? And they wrote, we only have time to do a small run of 250, but there is always the possibility of making more. Okay, right there. Do you need to have it this year? Do you need to have it Thursday? you need to have one right away why would you run in on a game in which they are telling us right here they're gonna make more this is gonna be spooky's line filler game forever because spooky inanely made the decision it wasn't cartoon network it was spooky pinball inanely made the decision to say they were only making 750 Rick and Mortys ever. That was the silliest decision Spooky Pinball ever made. I know from people who know them, they are still kicking themselves that they made that decision. The Rick and Morty folks did not make them limit it to 750. You know what made them limit it to 750? 
their own insecurity and their desire to create FOMO. And it worked. But you don't think Spooky Pinball right now would rather put Rick and Morty on the line again because they know that the Rick and Morty game at least justifies this kind of cost. Remember, people, this TNA with tax and with shipping is now a 10 thousand dollar machine if you add a butter cabinet which i'm not even sure is available this is an eleven thousand dollar machine if you add butter so a game that was once six thousand can now skyrocket with all costs included all the way to eleven thousand dollars that's almost twice the cost of the machine in just a few years now people wouldn't mind paying it as much for rick and morty you know why because it's rick and morty it's one of the most popular properties out there. And I saw Spooky in the thread saying this. Well, we licensed the game from Scott Denisi. I mean, have, have you ever heard any more spin in your life? We licensed the game from Scott Denisi. You bought the game from Scott Denisi. Why are you licensing it from him? He, this isn't some big property out in the world that you need to license and there's some IP. And hey guys, how many lawyers were involved when you licensed the game from Scott Denisi? Did Scott bring his lawyers in? No, you simply are paying Scott a certain amount every game sold. You know, that's what they're doing. Scott Denisi is making some good coin with this company because he's getting paid for every game sold. As he should, he made the game. He made the two spooky games that people like the most. Just think about that. Scott Denisi's actually got more talent than the crew over at Spooky Pinball. He's their Keith Elwin. Now, is he as good as Keith Elwin? Absolutely not. Does he design games that are worth nine to $10,000? I don't think so. You might think so, but I just don't see the value there. And again, I can't help but look at this game at nine grand and look at what's in this game and compare what's in this game to a Godzilla premium. Compare what's in this game to a Cactus Canyon. Compare what's in it. Just look down, people. I don't need to know how much lights cost. I don't need to know anything about wood making or wire cutting or manufacturing or soldering. My eyes work. I can see what's in this game. And when you put it next to everything else that's in pinball right now and you say all these games are now worth $9,000, it's so easy for me to come to the conclusion that this thing's not even worth close to that. The only thing driving these prices right now with all of these companies, it's greed. It's consumer delusion that this market is just going to keep getting hotter and hotter and hotter. But the sad part is, is that this niche little hobby that we all love supporting, this niche little hobby in which we love seeing companies like Spooky, you know, try to make it. I was there when Spooky was trying to sell America's Most Haunted. And now it's at the point now, every time a pinball company wants to sell you something, they're selling it to you at the flipper price at the inflated price, at a price in which the only direction the pin can go is down. Every single consumer is losing value now. You're not getting value. You're not getting value on the day you buy the machine, and you're gonna see that the day you go to sell the machine. So then, we are now in a new pinball world. Everything you buy better be something you wanna bolt to the floor in your room, because otherwise, you're gonna lose a few thousand dollars on it. You know, and 
also just think about the marketplace for TNA now. So imagine you have an original TNA. You're not going to trade up. You're not going to spend 50% more on the game. And even if you love this game and you wanted to get the latest version of it, and it's going to be nicer. See, don't get me wrong. I've spoken to people who have played the new one, and they said this is much nicer. This is a really nice game. It is nicer than the original. So now you create a little bit of a dilemma. Now there's a little bit of a quagmire for people who are fans of this game. And let me just go on the record and say this, because I've played TNA a bunch. I understand why people like it. It's just never been a game for me. It's super fast. It's super brutal. I understand, though, why people like it. I like the light show. I love the music. I love the fact that it's a super fast game. It's also a really fun game for four players who are good at pinball. That is the appeal of TNA. It's also a game that's really easy to understand. Like, you step up to it, and you can explain to somebody how to play this game. If you went from a TNA to, like, a Jersey Jack game in which there's so much going on, you would absolutely have no clue how to play a Jersey Jack game after playing TNA. And I think that's the appeal of this game. But the real appeal of this game was that it was cheap. It was a single level game built by one of us in the community and you could have it. And we were just happy to see it go into production. If you're gonna charge me the same price as Godzilla Premium, uh-uh, I'm good, goodbye, thank you. No, this conversation's over. You know, you just can't charge me that much for this game, I'm done. Spooky Pinball cannot be charging what they're charging. I I I'm just done, I'm walking away, I'm not doing it. I, I will never live in a world in which I will pay $9,000 for a TNA. I just don't see the value, especially when they say they're gonna make more. That conversation is not happening. Spooky Pinball to me is not a company that can consistently charge us eight to $10,000 for machines. I just don't see it. They can charge us. They can ask you for the money. They can lock in your non-refundable deposit, but it's just not going to be coming from Canada anytime soon. But again, back to the fact, if you have one, you can't afford to trade up because it's not worth it. And people are thinking like, oh, now this is going to cause the value of the old ones to go up. No, it's not. And here's why it's not. No one's going to want the old ones. No one is gonna want the old ones. This is the new one. They have basically made the new LE of TNA. Like this is the one you're gonna want. If you're gonna wanna buy a TNA, are you gonna wanna buy an old one that's been beat on for a few years? No, you're gonna want the new one with all the new bells and whistles that somehow justified being a $9,000 machine. Now you've got 750 TNAs in the world in which they already said they will make more. So the market on it is gonna go below 9,000, not above 9,000. Now look, Come Thursday, this is the moment, people. Come Thursday morning, the decision is everybody's. It's all of yours. It's not just mine. It's your decision. Come Thursday, we will know if Spooky Pinball basically has the entire community by the you-know-what. If this game sells out right away or on day one and all 250 are spoken for at nine grand, then you know what direction this community is going in. You know what direction this market is going in. You know what direction pinball is going in. And this is an opportunity for everybody to show Spooky, we're not doing it. I'm not doing it. Canada's not doing it. I think there's going to come a point in which we need to tell these companies, no, like this isn't how it's supposed to work. No, you're not supposed to screw over your distributors when you release a game like this. Yes, I'm supposed to support my distributors who are my friends who have been helping me all these years. It's also their livelihood, Spooky. This is why I'm coming back to the fact that they're screwing the distros on this. It's their livelihood. And I have some very good friends who are distributors and dealers in pinball. And when I talk to them about this, they're absolutely gutted. They're absolutely deflated and they just think it's unfair. 
It's unfair, Spooky, that we've spent so many years helping you pad your wallets, helping you put more Corvettes in the driveway. We were on that journey with you. We were the ones who found you buyers when nobody wanted your games. And now that you have a hot game people want, you're going to cut us out of the loop. It's time Spooky Pinball woke up. If they want to be a big company, if they want to play with the big boys like Stern, did Stern cut out its distributors when they sold Elvira? Did they cut out its distributors when they sold Godzilla LE? Do they cut out their distributors when they do a vault edition of a game? No, they know that their distributors are everything to them. And again, I just think Spooky needs to like reevaluate what they're doing, why we love them. Why we love you, Spooky. You need to reevaluate why this community fell in love with you. You need to understand that every move you make now, we are watching closely because we are spending so much of our hard-earned money on what you do. And this isn't how you do it. And you need to approach some of this a little bit differently moving forward. And, and I mean it when I say this to them. I know they're good people. And I know they're making smart moves. I mean, how smart was it? to announce this before Stern reveals its next game. Like they slid right in the week or two before Stern's game comes out and now they're gonna lock in 2.25 million in sales. You know, why we all wait for Stern's next game. And that was a really smart move. Like it was really smart timing. It's like Spooky Pinball out of all the boutiques out there, they've really geniusly opened up their order books, always in that period when there's like a gap, right? Whenever there's like not a new Stern or there's nothing happening from CGC or JJP, they always slide in and open up their order banks and it's smart and they've made a lot of money doing it that way and it's worked out for them. But a lot of people got burned on the last two games. For me, I don't really care about TNA coming back. I wanna see what this company can do next. I wanna see what their design team is capable of because we didn't see amazing things on these last two games. And this is basically a game to fill the line until they get to that game. Whether it's Scooby-Doo or something else, I think it's Scooby-Doo. I don't know, like I wanna see Spooky be successful. Like it is the American dream to see a small company go from begging you to buy America's Most Haunted you know, to doing millions of dollars in sales in 2022. But Spooky, there's a middle ground, and I think you're jumping past that middle ground. And I think you're forgetting a little bit what got you there, who got you there, and how it got you there. And now it's all about the money. It really is. It's all about the money. And when you cut out your distributors, there's no greater sign that it's all about the money. And here's what I'm asking Spooky do. I'm asking that Spooky Pinball actually thinks about this over the next 24 hours and lets their distributors in on the sale of this game. I think it's the right thing to do. They've still got time to do it. The reason why you have to let your distributors in on the good games that have demand is they're with you on the bad games that are stinkers, spooky. And don't forget that. And no company, I'm just going to say, you got to look in the mirror. You've put out some games that have been some stinkers. And those distributors were with you during those bad times. So don't cut them out during the good times. There might be some of you out there that say, Canada, you're a hypocrite. You're doing a podcast behind a paywall. Now, let me tell you right now, 
I did five years of free pinball podcasts. I made no money on it. Five years. I did about 500 plus episodes for free. I've spent countless hours of my life. I've spent more hours doing this podcast than it took Scott Denisi to design any of these games. I've spent more hours doing this podcast than almost any pinball company has ever spent on a single game, and I've made nothing for five years. I'm here right now. It is 4.35 in the morning. I woke up because I couldn't sleep, and I just wanted to record this show. I think this show is one of the rare shows that everybody should hear. I think everybody should hear what I say on this show. I'm not going to open up my podcast after this. I'm not going to let everybody in on my first impressions of Stern's next game. I'm not going to let everybody hear me rant and rave about Toy Story 4 and how I think it's the biggest cash grab ever. I'm not. If you want to listen to Canada, yes, I've made it super easy to listen to me. And if you want to listen to Canada, this is what the show is like. This is what my club members get every single week. But I think this show is too important to keep it behind the paywall. And I'm going to ask my club members right now, are you okay with me releasing episode 713 to the mass public so everybody can hear? And so I want everybody to hear this show. And if you don't listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast anymore, I want you to reconsider that. I really do. And again, just like Spooky Pinball, all deposits to Canada's Pinball Podcast are non-refundable. In closing, Spooky Remember what got you to where you are. Don't burn the people that supported you all these years, your customers and your distributors. You need to think about it. I get it. The money's nice. You're seeing those big figures stack up. But I'm here to tell you, Canada's not doing this anymore. I'm not doing non-refundable deposits. I'm not spending 50% more than a game used to cost. If Stern said we're remaking Ghostbusters Pro and it's now $9,000, I would be just as upset as I am seeing TNA now being 50% more money. It's just not there. I don't see it. I'm not locking money in. The hobby needs to check itself because all of a sudden, here's what's happened, and it's scary, is Stern Pinball looks like the greatest bargain in all of pinball. Isn't this crazy? All this is doing is helping Stern Pinball convince all of us that a premium is worth $9,000. It's not. None of this. This is all crazy. Remember when it used to be fun to say 10K by Christmas? Now that's the reality for a single level game from Spooky. Everybody, Canada Pinball out. I love you. Thank you for the support. We'll be back, hopefully, with Stern's reveal. And that's the other part. Why would you buy a game on a Thursday of this week when Stern's about to drop something major in a week or two? Just wait. Trust me, even if these TNAs sell out on day one, you're still going to be able to get one for either $9,000 or less. Nobody's going to pay over nine for a TNA now that they've flooded the market with 50% more games. Trust me on this. Canada's looking out for you. It's also why nobody will come on my show anymore because I have to say this stuff, but I don't care because this is what I love doing. Everybody have a good day. <laughs>